you single and waiting for Mr. Right? Are you in a relationship but still not quite sure if he's the one? Are you married and sometimes wondering if you've made the right decision? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then this podcast is for you. I am your host, Sharon Tillman, and welcome to the He's Worth the Wait podcast. This podcast is to promote healthy, whole relationships and to educate you on how to produce the very best version of yourself so you can meet the very best version of the one who has been chosen for you. Go with me as I share my story, as I share my journey, as I share my truth and my testimony while inspiring, uplifting, and encouraging you to know that he is worth the wait. Let's talk. Hi guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode with He's Worth the Wait podcast. I am your host, Sharon Tillman, and I am so excited to come to you guys today. Um, So I get this question a lot, and I felt that now would be the perfect time for me to kind of chime in on it and speak about it. Um, A lot of people ask me about divorce. Um, I am divorced and I mentioned that I know in one of my other, I think, especially when I was doing the introduction, um, of this podcast, I spoke about that. I didn't go in great detail about it, but a lot of people ask about, um, what it feels like to go through a divorce. What are the, some of the things that, um, you found are deemed to be good and bad? Um, you know, just a lot of different questions. And so I titled this episode today, Overcoming Divorce. So I'm so excited to jump right in and start talking about it. Um, I was married for almost 14 years or yeah, right at 14 years was I married. Um, and my ex and I were together for actually almost 20. So that's a lot of my life. I don't tell my age over this podcast, but it was a lot of my life that I, um, that I was married and in relationship with just one person. Um, so when you think about breaking that down into a divorce, it definitely gets difficult because you're thinking about your life with one person for over half of your life. Um, you're thinking about your life with one person for, you know, such a long time. Um, I went through a lot of my, you know, half of my teens, all of my 20s, and half of my 30s with my ex-husband. 
which is a lot of my life. Um, and to just be in a situation where you're married to someone and to be with someone for that long and then you have to go through um, a divorce, it is hard. I had a lot of people to ask me, was going through a divorce like a death? Um, and in the beginning, I was like, no, it's not like a death. You have to go through this place of, you know, in your mind, if you know that you've done everything that you had to do or done everything that you were supposed to do within a relationship, then you react to it differently. You go through it differently. But the reality is you're still grieving a life, although um, they're not they're not dead. It's still you're grieving the life even that you knew for yourself, the life that you once experienced, that is not your life any longer. It's really learning how to get into the flow of life all over again, doing things on your own, doing things differently, um, sleeping alone, you know, sleeping differently. A lot of those things that people really don't break down, those are things that you experience um, when it comes to through divorce so for me I can say that going through a divorce although um, I don't um, although it was hard I will say that going through a divorce when I finally came to the place of processing it it was like a death to me um, it was very hard to go through it was something that we cannot skate through we can't just skate through divorce and I know a lot of times people do that and so I got a couple of bullet points down here because I want to keep my track on thought I meant my thought on track but um, a lot of times people really just jump into the very next situation when they're coming out and I know that because I did I started dating right after you know separating and going through my divorce and it's not healthy to do that I wouldn't advise anyone to do that it's never healthy to jump out of one situation and go into another situation before you actually get to go through the process or the healing phases um, that you need to go through um, jumping out of one situation and going to the next situation is kind of like people use drugs. It's kind of like you're kind of suppressing what you're dealing with. You're suppressing your issues. You're suppressing the feeling of losing someone that you have been connected to for so long. You're suppressing losing them, going through that place um, by getting, you know, under or with someone else. You're finding a way to distract yourself. You're finding ways to be distracted. You're finding ways to avoid dealing with um, the situation at hand to avoid dealing with the voice that you feel, the hurt that you feel, the pain that you feel, um, even the rejection that you feel. And I definitely want to talk a little bit about that in just a little bit. But um, we start to avoid these feelings. We start to avoid these things that we need to deal with, that we need to process, that we need to go through in order to be healed, in order to be whole. We avoid them and we go into, um, we jump into another situation or another relationship or we start dating or however. And we're bringing all of that baggage and all of that rejection and all of that hurt and all of that pain into another relationship with someone else. Um, and it's unhealthy for us. It's unhealthy for them. And it's unhealthy um, for a relationship. Now, I'm not going to say because I have not been all around the world. And I'm not going to say that people don't 
jump into relationships and right after coming out of one relationship and end up having a successful relationship. I won't say that that doesn't happen because I can't say that for sure, but I can attest that it's not healthy to do. Um, and if you do jump into a relationship and you jump into another relationship with another person before you go through the necessary processes that you have to go through, um, then all of that baggage, all of that hurt, all of that pain, all of that discomfort, you may not deal with that at the beginning if you guys are in marital bliss or relation, relational bliss or however, but it comes out at some point and at some point you're going to have to deal with it, whether it be in the beginning, the middle or the end, you're going to have to deal with it. So definitely taking your time um, before going into another relationship is it's necessary a lot of times um, you just need to get to know you again um, and that's one thing that I learned um, coming out of my relationship of so many years I just wanted to get to know Sharon again you know you've always been connected to someone you've always been in covenant with someone or relationship with someone um you haven't been in the space where you just make your own decisions on your own and you don't have anyone to consult it with or you decide that you want to get up and do something or get up and buy something and you don't have to consult it with anyone um you know just being in that space and never being in that space like that's just i mean you want to take your time there right um and i know a lot of people are like well listen i didn't have to do that in a relationship what well, a balanced relationship you do a balanced healthy relationship we don't just spend money without consulting each other we don't just get up and go without consulting each other and letting each other know where we're going and what we're doing you know in an itinerary kind of way um so you know coming out of um a relationship and being in that space being in that you know coming out of a marriage and being in that space that's a space that you really want to explore you want to explore what it feels like to be in that space and to be happy and to be healthy um one thing that i've done um, while going, you know, in when I was going through the processes of my divorce, um, I remember, you know, just being in the space where I could, you know, buy things. So I started like redoing my house, you know, and I was kind of taking it one room by one room. Like, okay, this is what I want to do. I don't have anybody to consult about that. So I'm going to do my bedroom first and then I'm going to do my living room and then I'm going to do, and I found myself just, and it was like therapeutic for me. So you find that thing that's kind of therapeutic for you or you know, whatever your happy place is in that moment, you do it. You do it. You find your happy place in that moment and you do it. Um, but definitely you want to be cautious of just jumping into a relationship with anybody before you know that you're ready to actually be in a relationship. Um, my very next bullet point is... Um, kind of going hand in hand with the same um, we're dating before we're healed and the healing process after divorce is so imperative um, it's so important listen I don't care how long you avoid it at some point you have to come face to face with it um, because I'm so transparent I can definitely talk about myself in this moment um, going through the things that I went through in my divorce um, 
it was hard. You know, I was a person who felt like I gave my all in my marriage. Um, and for those who know me personally know kind of what my struggles were, you know, with inside of my marriage. But um, I gave my all within my marriage and I was I was very hurt. But at the same time, I felt like I did what I was supposed to do. You know, I felt like I did my part. I did what I was supposed to do. Like I I loved him and I honored him and I, I did the things that were necessary as a wife. I supported. I loved. I, I, I did those things. Right. And so in my mind, I'm I, I'm not going to hurt. Like, I'm not going to be the one hurting. He's going to be the one hurting. This is what I was thinking in that moment, you know, when I'm going through this situation. And I'm like, I'm not going to hurt. He's going to be the one hurting because he's going to realize what he's lost. And then he's going to want it back and this and that and the third. Um, but I was just in an avoidant state. I was avoiding my real feelings. I was avoiding, you know, what it felt like. Um, I was just kind of avoiding any type of pain that I would feel, could feel, or did feel because I felt like I didn't deserve it. I felt like, you know, I didn't deserve this, so I'm not going to be the one to suffer for it. I'm not going to go through for it. I'm not going to feel anything from it, but I was wrong. Um, and I can remember just trying to, like, jump into life. I jumped right into life right away. Um, and I started kind of hanging out and just doing things, you know, that I normally just wouldn't do because I felt like okay now I'm single or however but when I look back on it and when God really dealt with me about it it was really all because um, I was in that space I was in this space of you know I'm not gonna feel it I'm not gonna deal with it but at the same time um, there's a rejection that I felt that was kind of boiled up on the inside. And I want to talk about that for a moment. So I'm going to pause here and talk about this rejection for just a moment and then jump right back in. Um, no matter what stage, what point in your life, rejection is real. Um, and to be in a marriage and to be um, cheated on or abused or whatever it is, because everybody's stories are different, whatever it is that you go through in your own personal marriage, um, to be in that space and to feel rejected or to feel unwanted or whatever it is, that thing resonates with Within you and so one thing that I've learned I found out about me and as I further studied and I further further did my research I found out that it affects a lot of people and when I remember having a conversation and a person came and they said I don't understand how people can be so in tune with God they can be so in tune with their ministry who they're called to be and when they go through a divorce their life changes and I couldn't answer that in that moment until God had dealt with me. And when God came back and dealt with me about it, um, it wasn't a God thing at all. For me, I never blamed God for my divorce because God is not like man. I can't get mad at God because man makes choices that are not necessarily the right choices to make. We all make choices that we should not make. So it would be crazy or It'll be crazy of me to blame God for the choices that someone else makes and then not blame God for the choices that I make that are not um, good choices because I'm not perfect and I don't make the right choices all the time. So it was never a blame God, woe is me, I'm turning my back on the church situation at all. 
it was the rejection. It was that that rejected feeling when you go through something in your marriage and it ends in divorce you feel rejected by your spouse and in that feeling of rejection it's like you're out here trying to know you know how people say um i want to make sure that i still got it i'm just trying to make sure that i still got it i'm just trying to make sure that it wasn't me i know it wasn't a me issue listen been there done that your girl knows what the girl knows what you're talking about but dealing with that rejected place it pushes us in a place where we feel like we've got to go out here and make sure that we still got it we've got to go out here and if other people want us then we know that it wasn't us it was them um but we shouldn't need to do that in order to know that it wasn't us we shouldn't have to do that in order to you know feel better about ourselves or feel better about the situation things happen um divorce happens and i'm not a candidate for divorce i've never i've never been a person who you know who wanted divorce we don't get married to get divorced um and even in my counseling sessions when i'm counseling people and they're coming to me with their marital issues and they're asking me what what they should do and I, my answer is always the same I will never tell anyone to leave or stay in their marriage that's not my job my job is to advise you where you are to give you tools and essentials to help aid you in the decision making that you need to make but it's never to make the decision for you I don't make the decision and I don't influence the decision if someone would have asked me years ago um, if I would ever be going through a divorce or if I would ever be divorced, my answer would be no. Because I would have never thought that that was a part of my life. I would have never thought that that was a part of my journey. When God started to give me this marriage ministry, it was never because I thought that I was going to walk every journey within marriage single and divorce i could tell you that right now it definitely wasn't because i thought that i was going to walk every area of this thing i never would have thought that no one could have never convinced me of that but this is a part of my journey i don't know why god chose this but this is what he's chosen um and i can honestly say that i know that the person that god has for me um he's out there I know that he's out there. The person that he has for me is going to be everything that he's describing, that he's downloading him to me, and which is what birthed this podcast, that he's worth the wait. He's worth the wait. Getting the person who's worthy of who God has called you to be, getting the person who's worthy of loving you, getting the person who's worthy of handling you, getting the person who's worthy of the purpose and an alignment, getting the purpose, the person who's your purpose partner. This is what God is saying to me in this time. This is what God wants to help influence when it comes to others, that he's worth the wait. Don't settle in. Don't accept less than. Don't take anything don't just marry because we want the ring and we want the dress because we do that all the time we want the ring we want the dress we want the experience of marriage but we don't want the life of being married we don't want the sacrifices that it takes the necessities that it takes the prayers and the cultivating that it takes it the marriage 
people say marriage is work and I say marriage is work together but it's good work when you're in relationship with someone that you're destined to be with you're working together constantly and it's not hard work it's actually it's like working in a career whenever you want something out of life you want something in your career and you're working hard towards it and because it's a passion and because it's purpose for you it doesn't feel like work even though you're working that's marriage when you're in relationship with the person that you're destined to be in relationship with you're working but it doesn't feel like work because it's a purpose and it's a passion there so that would be my answer to that question why do people who love God who like who diligently intentionally love God sometimes steer away when going through a divorce or when they go through a divorce and that is what God told me because they're dealing with that rejected feeling and listen and it's so imperative right to have the right people around you when you're going through situations like this. And I always say, and my people know that I'm going to say this because I say it to them all the time. I didn't have the right people around me, surrounding me when I was going through my separation and divorce with my from my husband. I didn't have the right people surrounding me. I know where I was in God and I know who I was in God and I knew where I was going in God. Um, but going through that situation and that feeling of rejection because you feel like you give it your all. You feel like you give it everything that you got, literally. Um, and I was a fighter for my marriage. I prayed for myself. I prayed for my husband. I prayed for my marriage. Listen, I prayed for the people that surrounded him. I prayed for his journey, his career. Listen, I was a prayer warrior. I wanted my marriage to work even though there were things that I knew needed to be different. There were things that I knew needed to change. There were things that I knew just weren't right. In my mind, in that moment, I would have rather just had it than to not have it. And people know that about me because I absolutely love marriage. I absolutely love marriage. I love love. I love togetherness. I love oneness coming into that place of oneness and being in covenant. But there were things that I was missing within my union that I kind of, not necessarily ignored, I won't say that I ignored, but I just always hoped and prayed that, that it would change. And if you watched my Why Do We Settle episode, then you'll hear me talk about how we settle into things because we're hoping for change or we're hoping that eventually we're going to change the person um, and that doesn't always happen. It, that That's not the case. So that is why loving God and being where I was in God and being where I was in Christ and going back just turning away it wasn't even a rejection to God but it was a rejection to God because I walked away in that moment I just turned around and I said okay I have been such a good girl. I've been such a good wife. I've been such a good woman. I just want to play outside for a minute, right? Do I have anybody who's ever been outside? Okay, listen, I ain't never been an outside girl. It wasn't my lifestyle. It wasn't who I was. It, was, it just wasn't me. So I'm hanging out with people that have never seen this side of me 
So instead of them like, uh-uh, you go outside, but you ain't going outside with me because I know who and what God has called you to be, and I am absolutely not going to be condoning that. They was like, Sharon's coming outside? Okay, we'll go outside and play just a little bit. <laughs> but the importance of having the right people surrounding you when going through a situation like that, and I'm only making reference to it can make or break you. Um, and thank God for Jesus and thank God that he loved me so much that he allowed me to go outside, but I didn't get lost outside. I didn't get lost out there. I was able to come back in the house and honey, now I didn't lock the doors, put the chain on, blinds is down, windows is locked, ain't no more outside in this lifetime. But just having the experience of going outside, I had that. Um, but the importance of the right people who are going to see exactly who you are in Christ and not a lot, even when you want to, the right prayers, the right people praying for you, the right people covering you will keep you from making that type of decision. Um, and I always say, I always say this, um, sometimes, sometimes there are things that God allows to happen um, because he wants to make them a part of my journey. And people might think I'm crazy to say that my going outside was a part of my journey, but I definitely believe that going outside was even a part of my journey because it wasn't until then when God was able to really tell me why we do that. Why do we do that? Why we go outside or why we turn away from what we know we can be you know who we are in Christ but we will turn away in that moment because of what because we're going through a divorce what happened in that divorce what did it trigger within us what did that relationship bring out of us that we didn't realize was there and it is that feeling of being unwanted and that feeling of rejection and we all know what rejection feels like every single one of us has been rejected at some point of, in our lives at some place in our lives we've all been rejected of something from something or someone whether it be you know we be rejected from jobs and job opportunities or we're rejected in relationships we can go as far as being rejected from family I always talk about how I was rejected within my family I was rejected within my family um, and because my parents had me so young that felt like rejection to me as well how can I have parents who don't want me um, or parents who don't desire to have close proximity or relationship with me and it all stems from that feeling of rejection which goes back to the foundational love that's an entire listen that's a whole nother episode that God gave me um, about foundational love and how a lot of brokenness resides from foundational love that we take into um, other relationships in our life that's another episode I'm not going to dive into that because I'll get caught up y'all know how I am but I want to stay on tack I want to stay on track today I want to stay on task um, but that foundational piece for me um, so I was accustomed to rejection I knew exactly what rejection felt like and at one point of my life I just thought that I was meant to be rejected um, if I'm rejected at birth you know from my parents if I'm rejected by family then who why wouldn't I be rejected in a relationship why wouldn't I be rejected 
rejected by a man? Why wouldn't I be rejected from a job? You know, like those things you get in your mind and those things are like, yeah, why wouldn't I experience this if this happened? Why wouldn't I experience that if that happened? But the reality is, although God dealt with the rejection, there was something that was still there. There was a little residue that was still there that I didn't know was there until I went through my divorce. And because it was it was um, triggered, and I'll use the word triggered, because if it had not been for that, I don't know when it would have come out. I'm sure that at some point it would have come out, but it was triggered in that moment, and that's what took me back. Um, and so that was one of the reasons why we went, while I went through that particular phase of um, what I went through. But getting back into, you know, just really dealing with it, going through the processes of it, going through um, understanding why we must go through our process when it comes from divorce. So getting back on track to my story, I can remember, um, you know, feeling that way. So I remember, you know, like hanging out and, you know, I was dating and, you know, just whatever out here, just dating, going through the motion of things. Um, and it wasn't until something happened where God was like, okay, enough is enough. And he allowed a situation to happen that bought some things out of me that I didn't even know were there. And I remember it like it was yesterday. I can remember it because it is my all-time testimony when I am talking about the situation to anyone on any platform. I'm always able to say in this moment is when God did it. Ain't it amazing when you can remember when God does exactly what he wants to do inside of your life? God is so intentional. He is so intentional. So in this particular moment, God allowed something to happen that really triggered me, that really, it really woke me up in the sense of, Sharon, you've got to face the fact that you still went through a divorce and you are hurting. You And it's okay. You, you, you divorced someone that you have been with for over half of your life. It's okay to hurt. It's okay to cry. It's okay to feel pain. It's okay to be broken. It's okay, it's okay not going through the processes, not going through the emotions, not dealing with it is never okay. We can't suppress what we really feel. We can't put it in our back pockets and hope that it never finds its way out. We can't put it in a Ziploc bag and tuck it in somewhere or put it in the safe and lock the safe door and hope that it never escapes. We must deal with our things. We must deal with our processes in order to be healed, in order to be whole, in order to be, to, to be in the space of God being able to really use us. We got to come out on the other side. And that's one thing that I just didn't, it wasn't that I didn't want to come out. I just didn't want to face the fact that 
I was hurting and that I was hurt when I was going through this situation when I just felt like I shouldn't hurt. I shouldn't go through it. And I know that I'm not the only person. I know that I'm not the only person who has ever went through a divorce and felt this way. I know there are several people who have went through a divorce and they just, they, they don't want to hurt. They don't want to feel the pain. They don't want to feel the death of the of the divorce. They don't want to feel it because they feel like they did their part. Um, and can I tell you, it doesn't matter how good you were or how good you are in your marriage. It's okay for you to hurt. It's okay for you to experience the pain. It's okay for you to be broken. It's okay for you to cry. It's okay. You've got to... You've got to acknowledge these places. You've got to accept the fact that these things have to happen. And you've got to go through your processes so that God can deal with you. I remember when God started dealing with me um, and I would cry and I would just cry. And, you know, in the beginning, I would cry out and I would ask God why. And I know a lot of people, a lot of preachers, a lot of um you know, think people say you're never supposed to question God. You're never supposed to ask God why. But I beg to differ. I ask God why. Why am I hurting? Why do I feel this? Why did I have to go through this? God, I did what I was supposed to do. I did what you were requiring of me to do as a wife. And it wasn't until those moments when God was saying you did. And I've got something greater for you. And I can't get greater to you if you're not willing to let it go. You've got to go through this, Sharon, because there's, an, there's a ministry attached to you because of this. I was already in school. I was already in school um, for my master's. I actually started the program when I um, separated or right when I was getting ready to go through the divorce is when I actually started and I just wasn't focused in, I wasn't ready, and I needed to take some time off. So I actually took some time off. Um, I took about a year or so off, and I really just dealt with the things that I had on my plate, dealt with the space that I was in, because when going back, I wanted to be fully locked in. I wanted to be fully locked in. I wanted to be able to make sure that not only am I retaining, but I'm learning and I'm using, I'm able to put the tools that I'm learning with life experience, what I learned, put it all together and really be effective in who and what God is calling me to be. So it wasn't until that moment when God started using me, when God started downloading those things to me, when God really started speaking to me, it's when I really began to see this thing from the other side. And I want you to know that no matter what your situation is, I want you to be okay with the outcome. And I say that because um, my outcome probably could have been different. But even in a different outcome, would it have been the right one? Would it have been the outcome that God had designed for this situation? 
we have to be careful because sometimes we want things to look like exactly what we want them to look like but in order for us to for in order for us to be obedient to God and to really do what it is that God is calling us to do to really do what it is that God is requiring of us to do we got to go through and I know we don't like, listen, we are a people who don't like to go through. We don't want to go through stuff, honey. We do not. We are like, listen, because it hurts and it, it's pain there and it's just, it's uncomfortable. And like, we just don't want to have to be embarrassed and experience the things that we go through sometimes. I understand that. I know that firsthand. But can I just tell you that whatever it is that God is taking you through, whatever it is that he is using to get the greater to you, to get the anointing to you. I listened to a message that um, Bishop T.D. Jakes had preached and he talked about the crushing. And I know a lot of you probably saw this. I think he was with um, Pastor Stephen when he talked about it but he talked about the crushing and how God uses things to really crush us and that's how he gets the anointing out of us that's how he like God uses things to crush us to bring the greatness out of us and it was in that moment of going through divorce which is probably one of the hardest things that I have ever encountered in my life Going through that situation was when God really crushed me. He's like, I've taken you through with your family. I've taken you through a lot of things. Listen, I have been through a lot of things to be my age. I'm not going to call that age out, but I've been through a lot of different journeys in my life. And even in all the journeys, I've been crushed. But this was a different kind of crushing. And God knew that there was a different type of anointing that he wanted to birth out of me in this crushing. There was a different type of feeling that he wanted to birth out of me in this crushing. There was a different type of ministry that was birthing out of me in this crushing season. And he, y'all, he crushed me. He took me down. Listen, I cried more tears than I felt like I had water to produce. I cried out to God. There were times when I just laid in surrender to him and I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I just sat in silence and let him talk to me. I sat in silence and let him speak to me. There were times when God would be revealing things to me about different situations that was happening or that had happened that I may have not re realized the revelation in in that moment because I was going through it. And it's like now I've got you in a place where I can deal with you. I have you in a place where I can talk to you. I've got you in a place where I can trust you. And then he started speaking to me, even about this podcast. And he started speaking to me about the man of God that he has for me. And he started speaking to me about the man of God that he's going to send to me. And I'm telling you, it was mind-blowing. Because it's like all of this time, when you're holding on to things that you want, we're holding on to things that we want, and we're never considering the things that God wants for us. We're never considering God's plan. 
we're only just thinking about our plan. So we're holding on to things because we're thinking about our plan. We're thinking about what we want, what we desire, what feels good for us, what feel, what looks good for us. But we're never considering, but I know the thoughts. That's what the Lord is saying. I know the plan. I know what I want your life to look like. I know who I want to bring into your life. Are you going to let me do it? Are you going to trust me to do it? Or do you have to do it? How long do you want to stay here in this moment before you allow me to do what it is that I want to do in your life? I've always, I've always been in a place of surrender to God. And for people who know me, my ultimate desire is to please God. That's why I say all the time. My ultimate to God, desire is to please God and that he is pleased with the life that I live. Lord, I want to make sure that I am pleasing you in everything that I do. That is my ultimate desire of the Lord. But can I just tell you that in that moment, when God started doing a different work in me, that my surrender looked at a little differently. Because although, God, I want you to be pleased with my life and my ultimate desire is to please you, all of that that I would say, I still somehow or another wanted God to be like, I wanted God to see my will. Like, God, I know that this is not, but I don't. I don't want to go through a divorce, so Lord, can you just work my marriage out? Cause I don't want, I don't want a divorce to be a part of my journey. Can you just work my marriage out, Lord? And I'm gonna do your will, and I'm gonna serve you, and I'm gonna do what you're calling me to do. And I promise you that I'm gonna lay at your feet, God, and I'm going to pray to you, and I'm gonna hear you, and I'm gonna study your word. But I don't want to. I don't choose me for this. Because I don't want to go through this. So God, can you just work this one situation out for me? Like, I'm going to just give you this one and you work this one out and I'm going to do everything else that you're saying. Because that's how we think. That's how we pray. That's how we deal. When it comes to us, listen, I got this one thing. God, I don't, I don't want to go through this. I don't, I don't desire to go through this. So I just work this one little thing out for me, God, and I'm going to do everything else that you say. Because we've all been there. Every single one of us has been there. And some of us are still there. But can I just, listen, if you don't hear anything else that I say on this podcast today, I want you to know that God's will is the only way. We don't have to stay in situations or relationships or anything that don't serve our purpose, that are not conducive to who he's calling us to be. We don't have to stay there just because we want to do things our way. I am a firm believer. Listen, I say this about me all the time. And if you watch my TikTok videos, then I do a lot of talking on my TikTok videos too. And I always say that. I'm that one person that God got to basically snatch something away from me in order for me to let it go because I'm that person. I like to hold on to stuff, right? Even with grudges, okay? The Lord dealt with me with grudges because I was that one person who could hold a grudge, okay? Listen, could hold a grudge, honey, so tight. That grip would be so tight you couldn't get a string through that finger, okay? That was me. That was me. It's not me no more because the Lord is good. Thank you, Lord. But, um... 
I would hold on to things and I would be that one person like, God, I just don't think that this is a part of my journey and I'm going to do whatever you want me to do, God. Just handle that for me right there. That was me. I was her. I never, ever would have thought that I would not only go through a divorce, but overcome it. If you listen to my backstory, um, I didn't have a lot of family growing up. I didn't have a lot of stability. I didn't know where I belonged in a lot of different areas of my life. So when I met my husband in high school and we got together, he and his family became everything for me that I didn't have. Everything for me that I did not have. To live on the outside of that was like going back to where I started. It was like going back to that place of not knowing where I belong. And that's a hard place to be in. So God knew that there were things that he had to do inside of me before getting me to this place. And God did a work inside of me. I talk about affirmations. I talk about, listen, I remember going to marriage counseling and at one point my ex-husband stopped going and I kept going, which was one of the best things that I could have ever done. Listen, Jesus and therapy, I am a firm believer. Go and talk to somebody. Go and let somebody help you. And this is another reason why I believe that God chose this for me. Because I didn't grow up in therapy. I didn't grow up thinking that it was okay to seek therapists and to go to counseling and talk your problems out with people. We just don't grow up like that. But God did this for me years ago. And he started birthing something inside of me. And he started bringing me to a place of knowing who I was and bringing to me to a place of knowing who I was in him. And he started doing a work inside of me that I wasn't even prepared for. So if you see the person that I am, even if you saw the person that I was even in my marriage versus the person that I was before, it was a completely different person. Because I went from not knowing exactly who I was to, and who I belonged to to knowing who I was and knowing who I belonged to. So there were things that God knew that he wanted to do inside of me before taking me through this next journey. A journey that, again, I didn't choose. I don't get to choose my journeys. I don't choose any of my journeys. The Lord just, it's just, you know, love me like that. <laughs> it just loves me like that, but I didn't choose it. But I know what God did inside of me so that he could prepare me for this next level. So if you would have asked me if I would have ever gone through a divorce, my answer would have been no. And to ask me if I went through a divorce and actually overcame it, I would have thought that that was crazy. But I did. I was able to overcome it to a place where there is no beef, there is no animosity, there is no unforgiveness. There is so, no, so much peace, there is so much love, there is so much joy. Like God literally did a work inside of me that you wouldn't even believe that I went through a divorce. Which sounds crazy, but if he can do it for me, he can do it for anybody. I promise you. You can overcome. And I don't know who this is for. I don't know exactly where you are. And like I said, I don't influence and encourage one way or the other. 
That is not my job. You take that to your creator because that is all him. But I'm telling you, if you are in a divorce or if you're going through a divorce or if you're in the beginning stages, you can overcome God can use this as your testimony. God can use this to crush you and make you better, to birth out your ministry. Listen, I we don't understand the things that we go through. Romans 8 and 28 lets us know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. We don't know what we're going to go through. And we don't know if it's going to be good, if it's going to be bad, if it's going to be ugly, if it's going to be different. All we know is that all things work together. That's all we know. That all things work together even when it doesn't feel like it's working, it's working. Even when it doesn't look like it's working, it's working. Even when it doesn't sound like it's working, it's working. I can promise you. It's working for your good. You've got to trust God in your situation to know that God, it hurts. God, I feel pain. God, I feel discomfort. God, I don't know what to do in this moment, but I trust you. Even when I don't have the words to pray, there were moments when I didn't have the words to pray because I felt like I had exhausted everything there was for me to say. But God, I trust you. If I had nothing else, that's all I had. God, I trust you. I trust you with my life in this moment. I don't know why I'm going. I don't know why I'm going through this. I don't know why this is a part of my journey, but God, I trust you. And I trust that if you have me here, then you have the power to bring me to the other side. I just want to follow your lead and do what you're calling me to do. And that's where we have to be. That's the place that we have to be in. That's the moment that we have to be in. When we're in a situation and we can't see the end. One thing about God is sometimes he'll show us the beginning, he'll show us the end, but he never shows us the middle. He never shows us what, how, what, what we have to go through in order to get to the other side. And so sometimes there is an illusion created that makes people feel like that they don't have to go through anything. There's an illusion created that makes people feel like that, oh, it's going to be a brisk walk to the other side of the street. No, honey, you're going to have to go through storms and rains and mountains and trials and tribulations sometimes to get to the other side. But in all that you have to go through, the number one factor, the main factor is trust God through the process. Because you've got to go through the process and you've got to trust God. You have to trust him. I did it. I trusted God through the process. And because I was able to trust him through the process, he bought me on the other side of it. He allowed me to go through a divorce and not look like, not smell like what I had been through. He allowed me to go through it to now I can help and encourage others. Because I walked it. I walked through the fire of it and I felt the rejection. So I know what it feels like. And I know what it feels like 
to not want to deal with it, to not want to feel the pain because you don't feel like you deserve the pain that you went through or the pain that you're encountering. You're going to just put it in the back pocket and not deal with it. I've been there. I did that too. But it doesn't work. It does not work. It does not help. And whether you face it now or you face it later, you are going to face it. God wants us to be happy. He wants us to be healthy. He wants us to be whole. And he wants us to be healed. Let's be healed. And let's be whole in this season of our lives. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Listen, that means that we're going to go through things that are all, they're, they're not always going to feel good. But the contentment and the joy that the Lord is the strength. Every day may not be a good day. You may not be happy every day. Not every day. You may not wake up, you know, with sunflowers and roses every day. The sun may not be out every day. You may have rainy, gloomy days some days. But the joy of the Lord is your strength. Trust me, you can overcome divorce. I know you can because I did. And my prayer for you or for whoever this is for and for every person that is listening who has encountered this, whether you're separated and going through a divorce right now or whether you're on the verge of divorce, or if you're already divorced, but you're still not healed from your divorce, I am encouraging you today to seek your creator. Allow him to take you through the processes. Allow him to take you through your healing phase. Allow him to fill that void of rejection. Allow him to fill that place that you're in where you're feeling less than, where you're feeling like you're not enough, where you're feeling like you're not good enough. My prayer today is God will take those places and he will fill those with contentment of you're more than enough. You are worthy and you are worth it. You are amazing. You are beautifully and wonderfully made. I am praying for you right now that God will do it. That God will fill those voids right now, those empty places right now. That God will bring you to a place where you've never been before. That he will give you a healing. And as you go through this place of crushing, that God will have his way in your life like never before. That is my absolute prayer for you. That the anointing and the, the ministry will birth inside of you. That you will be an overcomer and that you will be able to help others overcome. That is my prayer for you. Be healed. Be free. In the name of Jesus, that is my prayer for you. Guys, this is overcoming divorce. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the he's worth the weight podcast on today um i am i'm listen i'm just i am here for the ride on, on everything that god wants to do and everything that he wants to say continue to follow me on this journey go with me on this journey as i continue to do exactly what it is that god is calling me to do thank you again for tuning in I am your host, Sharon Tillman. Have an amazing day.